along on the paper. You can turn your Bible as well. Uh, Exodus chapter number 32 is where we're going to start. Uh, Exodus chapter 32. Moses is, uh, is gone to the mountain. He's in the Mount of Sinai. Uh, he's on the top there getting, getting the commandments. We've learned about the statutes. We've learned about the sanctuary of God. And now here comes the sin. Uh, here comes the sin of the people. And uh, what takes place in Exodus chapter number 32 is some wickedness that takes place with the children of Israel. Now, just so we understand what's going on and, and where we're at, Moses is up on the mountain. He's getting the Ten Commandments. He's getting, he's getting the law. And so in Exodus chapter, you got your Bible, Exodus 32. In Exodus, in Exodus chapter 24 and verse 14. Now, don't you stay right there wherever you're at. You're fine, okay? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna explain something. In Exodus 24, verse 14, the Bible says, uh, verse 18, I'm sorry. Moses was in the in the midst of the cloud on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, that was the first time. Second time he was up there, the Bible says in Exodus chapter 34, verse number 28, he said, the Bible says, and he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He did neither eat bread nor drink water, and he wrote upon the tables of the words of the covenant the Ten Commandments. Okay? So here we are in Exodus chapter 32, Exodus chapter 32, where's Moses? Where's Moses? He's on the mountain. Is that hard? Did you forget where he went? Have we forgot where he's at? Now, this is what happens here. In, and then again, in Exodus chapter 24, verse number 14, he tells them, in verse number 14, he tells them, he said, Terry, here. Tarry ye here for us, and we will come again unto you. He said, if you'll just wait here, I'm coming back in Exodus 24. But let's read in Exodus chapter 32 what takes place here. In verse number 1, and when the people saw that Moses was delayed to come down. Exodus 32 and verse number 1. When he was delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves to get unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we want not what's become of him. He said, Hey, and we need you to make us this golden calf because this golden image because we don't know what happened to Moses. You know that guy? Do you know that crazy guy that brought us out of Egypt? We don't even know what happened to him. Now, do they know what happened to him? They know exactly where Moses is at. Look at verse number two. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are on which are the are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and your daughters, and bring them unto me. And all the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron, and he received them in their hand. 
and fashioned it in the graving tool after he made it molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods. O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. And they rose up early in the morrow and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings, and the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. <laughs> now, think about this. What they did wrong here? What in the world did these guys do wrong here? Israel. 
Huh? He wanted to portray to the children of Israel that this was God that brought him out of Egypt. Now, look at verse number 5. Aaron made a proclamation. He says, tomorrow's feast is to, is to who? Is to the Lord. Now, how in the world could he make a feast to the Lord when he wasn't bowing down to the Lord? It wasn't happening. He distorted what who God was. I think a lot of things that go wrong and happens because of this. They try to make God something in which he's not. Now, that's just introduction statements there, but let's move on into the message tonight. Let's look at the sin of the people of the children of Israel. Number one, uh, look at their impatience. Uh, completely impatient to wait on Moses. Look in verse one. He said, and Moses delayed to come off the mountain. And the people gathered themselves to Aaron. All God did, all God did was have Moses wait a little bit and they began to get impatient. Now how much is it like us to get impatient? How much is it like us to not want to wait for God to move and wait for God to work and wait for God to answer the prayer and wait for God to reveal himself and wait for God to, to see it through? I mean, we get so we get so bad. I gotta have the answer and I gotta have it right now that we won't wait on God. We won't wait on Him. Now, would you would you agree with me that not only these people were waiting for Moses to return? Who are we waiting for someone to return? Who are we waiting for someone to come in the clouds? Who are we waiting for to, to blow that trumpet? We're waiting for God like they were waiting for Moses. Now, is it not true that sometimes we get impatient and we get, oh, man, God's not coming? Or, man, the preachers have been preaching it for, for uh, 2,000 years. Jesus is coming and he ain't coming yet. So, well, he's not going to come today. Well, he, won't, he won't come until next week. Look, as much fear is involved in the coronavirus, and there, there, there is a, uh, a good fear sometimes to, uh, on that, but ultimately, as much fear as it, when it comes to the coronavirus, there is not a fear about the return of Christ, which could happen tomorrow. People fear the death uh, that, that, is, uh, that is with the coronavirus, and yet they have no fear when it comes to Christ coming in the clouds. I mean, they have no fear when it comes to that. What if today is my last day? What if the, the sermon I preach today is my last sermon I preach? I need to live my life, though, as it is my very last day. Because I don't know what happens tomorrow. We need to have the same fear that today might be my last day. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 3, the Bible says this, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, where is the promise of this coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were the beginning of the creation. There will come a day at the end of time, people, scoffers will come and say, hey, haven't you been talking about the return of Christ for hundreds of years and he still ain't coming? Scoffers are coming. Scoffers are here. Is he coming? Is Christ coming? Yes. Is Christ coming? Yes, he is. 
Are we ready? Well, we're impatient. Much like they were impatient with Moses. Well, I guess he's not coming. Fool me on that. We'll go somewhere else. Fool me on that. Let's go down the road. I don't understand the impatience of those people. The lack of faith. I mean, God had just brought them over the Red Sea. I mean, and I know this is a matter of time, and, and, and there has been time that has taken place, but ultimately, God had done that for them. But how is it so often you and I are the same way? We become impatient on God. And God's not answering our prayer, and God's not moving like I want him to, and God's not doing what I want him to do, so we get impatient and say, I'll take care of this and do it our way. And if we do it our way, what happens? It messes all up. So, when they, went, when they were impatient and they wanted to do things their way, what they do? They messed it all up, didn't they? They messed it all up. Look at their impatience, number one. Number two, look at the lie that they told. In verse number one, again, all the way down to the end, he says, as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, what? We want not what is to become of him. Is that, that is a lie. That is a lie straight from their mouth. They knew exactly where Moses was at. They knew exactly what Moses was doing. They knew exactly what was taking place up on the mountain, and yet they still wanted to lie to make it easier for them to have a molten calf. Maybe they had already wrote a petition and got it together and went to Moses and said, hey, we need a molten calf like we used to have in Egypt. And Moses said, no, we're not having it. And so Moses has gone long enough. Hey, let's all get to Aaron because, you know, you know uh, Moses wouldn't let us, but let's go see if Aaron will let us. And let's lie. We don't even know what happened to Moses. And because of the lie and the deceit that takes place in here, Aaron goes right along with it. We don't know what happened. That's a lie. They knew exactly where Moses was at. And see, what happens is, is one sin leads to another sin, leads to another sin, and leads to another sin. Small sin, oh, it's just a small sin. It's still sin. It's still wrong. If it ever was right, it's still right. And if it ever was wrong, it's still wrong. A lie is a lie is a lie. No matter how big or how small it is, it's still a lie. True. That's just a little white lie. No. It is a lie. And it is sin. Sure, we want people to think better of us, but at the expense of a lie? No. One thing, when raising children, I try my best to teach them, tell me the truth. Even if you think the truth might get you into trouble, just tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. What is that statement that says the the truth 
will travel all the way around the world while the lie is still putting on his pants or something like that? Oh, no, the lie will travel around the world. The, the lie will travel all the way around the world while the truth is still putting his pants on. The lie is spread like crazy. Lie. Never is right to lie. Never is right to lie. Because it'll come back to get you. Eventually. Alright, any thoughts or questions? Impatience? Lying? Alright. Nobody? Number three. Disobedience. Disobedience. The Bible said, look in verse number one. Again, here's another sin. Make us what? Golden. Make us gods. Make us a golden image. That's what they wanted. Now, didn't we learn the Ten Commandments 12 chapters ago? No. Thou shalt not put any God before me. Huh? Exodus 20 and verse number four and verse number five. Let me get back there. The Bible says, And thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images. Do you know what they did? They said, I, well, I know. And they, they sat down and talked about it because I know they did. They sat down and said, that, you, know, you know, Moses was talking to us the other day. And he, you know, he told us not to make any graven images. But, you know, we, we probably can. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, we can do this. And they all got together, and they all started saying, "Well, well, you know, we can, we can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. We used to do it down there in Egypt, and and God still protected us, and we were still God's people, and He brought us up out there, and and He protected us, and brought us across the Red Sea. And see, it wasn't that bad that we had a, a golden image that we used to bow down to down there in Egypt. It's not that bad. They were completely." disobedient to what God said 12 chapters earlier. Thou shalt not make any graven images. And the first thing that happens when Moses is gone, they run to the next guy and say, hey, hey, uh, hey, let's, let's, let's make us a God. Make us gods. Did they have a God? Yes, they did already have a God, but they want to make another God. Well, they wanted another God. Is he, was he the true God? Jehovah. Yes. The creator of the world. He is and was the true God then as he is today. We don't need a graven image to bow down to. No. We do not. I'm not bowing down to a statue. I'm not praying to a statue. Because the Bible says not to have a graven image that I'm bound down to. Don't make a graven image. They were completely disobedient to God. Have you, don't answer this question, but have you ever looked at your Bible, read it, and said, yeah, yeah no big deal. And said, I'll just do it my own way. That's probably, that's probably not what, not what, what Moses wasn't talking about, you know? Good night, I can't even talk. That's probably wasn't what that that's probably not what he was talking about. You know? 
I've had people do it. Well, you know, you know, the Bible says it, but you know, I mean, you know, he he, he that was written way back then, and I mean, that was written twelve chapters ago. I mean, come on, I mean, Moses was uh, he wasn't thinking right. A lot of people say, well, don't worry about it. Jesus will forgive you anyway. We'll do it anyway. I don't care a hundred times, he'll forgive you. Be surprised. Oh, yeah, I'll go out and sin, and hey, I'll be forgiven. I mean, I'll make this golden image. I'll be forgiven. A lot of people think that. Complete disobedience. Complete disobedience. Knowing, you know, they use that excuse. Well, Jesus said seven times 70. He said seven times 70. Us to forgive. Right. He didn't say about himself. Now, he judges you what's in your heart, what you'll do in the future. He knows what you're going to do in the future. Right. And, I mean, it, it, you know, it's up to him. To, you know, we don't tell him how he's going to forgive. Right. Well, he tells us how we're going to forgive. Right. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, he is Bible, God. <laughs> right. The Bible says if I confess my sin. Yeah. If I confess my sin, not if I've done it 500 million yeah. times. Not if I keep on tripping up and keep on doing it. God's going to say, no. He said, if I confess my sins, he's faithful and he's just. I mean, and, and realistically, I mean, we shouldn't want to go back to the sin that we've committed a hundred times. But but we're human. And we are flesh. And we will always be flesh. And we'll always sin. So, And what do we have? We have an advocate with the Father. We can go to him and ask for forgiveness. And even in our pure disobedience, we can still go to God and have forgiveness. Right. And what takes place after this is God forgives them, but they have to pay the penalty for their sin. Right. And see, it's just like us. If we sin, we're going to have to pay the penalty. Mm -hmm. The Bible says you reap what you sow. Yeah, that's Be right. not deceived. God is not mocked. What sort of man soweth, that shall he also reap. Right. So yes, we might sin. And yes, we might get forgiveness, but we will always pay the consequences That's for right. our sin. Right. Always. Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. I mean, but these guys were completely disobedient. And I think at, sometimes as Christians, we read it. Ah, it's probably not what he was talking about. And then we keep on going our way. And we never even apply it to our own. See, and, and today, they're doing the same thing. Politicians saying, oh, you got this woman, she, she won't legalize prostitution, drug dealing, uh, abortion, murder, prostitution, and drugs. I mean, you know, I mean, how, how far down the field do you want to go? And she's running for office, a senator. You know, believe me, I didn't vote for her. Now, I'm always dead. I didn't vote for her. <laughs> Riding a motorcycle, got two kids, you know. Well, you know, you know it's, it's, it's plain and simple. I can't, I can't control what you do. I can only control what Trent does. Yeah. And I need to be the most obedient child of God I can be. <laughs> when I teach my children, we teach our children that um, delayed obedience mm -hmm. is still disobedience. Mm -hmm. Go pick up your shoes. Go pick up your shoes. Mm -hmm. 
Disobedient, yeah. That, that is, is a form yeah. of disobedience. Uh -huh. You know, we all, every one of us, me included, we have form of disobedience to God. When God says, I want you to do it this way, and you say, well, uh, I think it'd be better this way. I would do it my way. Any other thoughts, questions? Yeah, we, uh, we get in trouble. A lot of people. That's where we get in trouble. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We we have a sinful nature, and we want to go on what we want. That's right. Not what God tells us to do. That's right. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean that's uh, it's bad. I mean, and you know, actually, you got fools will vote for that stuff. You know. Yeah. You know, uh, marijuana, uh, drugs, uh, abortion, and they'll find an excuse to to put it there. Prostitution. Some men argue, well, it saves right. <laughs> you know, all this, that, they'll argue with you about it. Yeah. You know, argue about sin being right for some reason. Well, I mean, the Bible talks about that being a, a sign of the times as well. Yeah, it's, that's right. You know, they will call evil good and and uh, good evil. And, yeah, I mean. <laughs> it's, it's important that no matter where we stand, that we can't compare ourselves to other people. We have to compare ourselves to God. We see. That's right. Yeah. Uh, brother, Les, uh, brother Trent, uh, this lesson, this, you know, uh, just tells you the human nature and uh, I mean, what's going on with this liberal party, Democratic Party, Liberal Party. It's going out so far on that field. It's just flat sin. That's all it is to it. And they expect to get votes on, on flat sin. Yeah. And they got, you know, they, they expect to win. Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, that's, the Bible says, you know, all this stuff, you know. And, uh, they, <laughs> Yeah. Hey, look, the Bible, the Bible is my guide. It may not be everyone else's guide. The Bible is my guide. Now, I do believe this, that there's two different, there's different types of disobedience. I think there's a, a, a disobedience, if you will, uh, of maybe ignorance. You know, someone disobeys out of ignorance because they just simply don't understand or don't know that it's wrong. Okay? Ever been there? Uh, and then there's a sin, uh, a disobedience out of rebellion. They know it's wrong, and they understand it's wrong, and they've read that it's wrong, and they still choose to do it. That's called rebellion. The Bible says that rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. And so understand that these people were not doing disobedience out of ignorance. They were doing disobedience out of pure rebellion against God. And not only did they were they impatient and they lied, but they were simply disobedient, rebellion, rebellious disobedience towards God. Now, uh, we look at our own life. There's sin that I commit that I'm ignorant of. But there's sin that I commit and I know that it's wrong and I still do it. And then I say, come on, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? And then, then there's name calling. They're talking about, well, you're a religious freak. Well, thank you. I am. I'm proud of it. <laughs> I am a 
far yet, five to late, but as we look at this, uh, examine our own life, examine our own, our own way. Uh, here it is, the leadership is gone. Uh, what do you do behind closed doors? You know, what do you do when no one else can see? Yeah. That's who you really are. What do they say? Character. Character is is who you are when nobody else is around. Uh, you know, who, who's gonna who's gonna tell on you if you're all by yourself? And this is what was taking place. The the preacher was gone. You ever heard the the statement when the when the cat's away, the the mice to play? And this is what was taking place. The leader was gone. And uh, what happens when leadership's gone? They Sin was revealed. They began to be impatient. They began to lie. They began to be disobedient. Not that it wasn't already going on, because it does, it was. It was already going on. But it was revealed at this point. Now, I encourage each and every one of us to examine our life. Make sure that we're being patient with God and allowing Him to work and allowing God to work. Uh, don't lie. Don't lie. Even if it sounds better. Well, the fish was not that big. It was this big, all right? And, uh, and then be, be obedient. Uh, what is that kid song that we sing? Obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. You know, that obedience shows I believe God, what he's done. All right? Any thoughts or questions before we go home? Before we're dismissed? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for everyone that's here tonight. I pray that you have helped me uh, to give the words that I needed to give. Lord, I pray that you would help us all to examine our life, make sure that we're being patient, make sure that we're not lying, and make sure that we're not being downright disobedient to God. Help us to be obedient.